So did you have something you wanted to ask? A few things. Okay. So you can move in and you got something. I can move up so I don't have to yell. So I don't have to yell. Sir, I always have questions. Well, the first question is, uh, it's not disrespectful, I'm actually. But this question is, what's the best question to ask you? I mean, whatever you want to ask, you know, no, no inhibition, just ask whatever you want. This is sort of the, the time to do it, whatever you want to ask. It's, um, it's the highest blessing in, your, in, in life to be able to talk, talk freely on the Dharma. Um. So, as one gets older and becomes a little less uh, enchanted with the world through the mm. Dharma, mm. is it is it right action to you know and you know at our age we have lots of complications, lots of stuff. Mm. Is it right action to just uh, push that stuff away forcefully, or you have to have, you know have some real intention around it, or just assume that it'll drop away and you become is it material things or? Material and complications oh, okay. the way they're supposed yeah. to. Do you need to get extra painful or are you yeah. Yeah. waiting for the Are there like really clear decision points on the path where you say, I need to give all these stuff up and mm-hmm. all the dharma or does mm-hmm. it unfold? Mm-hmm. So this, it really depends on your own, on the, the strength of your own mind and the, the strength of your own determination. And, and basically the power that your mind has to, to go towards the Dhamma. Uh, what will give you the power to, to get to that point is to really be able to see the suffering, the, see the suffering in the world and to see, and to see that these things in the world, they bring about no, uh, no kind of, uh, inner satisfaction. Um, but, you know, you have, you have, your practice has to be to a progressed point where you will be able to see that. So your practice has to be, uh, more advanced at that point in time. You know, so for now, it's like you don't have to just like cut it all off and throw it all away and uh, go off and practice the Dhamma. What you should do for now is just, you know, however much strength you've got to practice, that's how much you let go of the world. So, you know, you just keep you keep practicing, you keep letting these things go, just, you know, gradually, like a natural, like a natural process. Um, and one day, the more you do this, it'll get to the point where the mind gathers more power and you will, you will see like the danger in the world. You will see the inherent suffering in the world, and that's when you'll be able. You, you'll see the danger in attaching to these things in the world, and so at that point you'll be able to. That's the point you'll really be able to let these things go. And that, um, uh, you know. But for now, just you know, just do it gradually as you go along. Um, you see these things in the world that you have, for example, like your material possessions. Um, you know, you, you see them, you use them, but yet you have to keep it in your mind. It's like you know, it's like I. I you know, these aren't things that I need. These are the things that I'm using. You gradually get rid of them. Um, and so the more you can do that, the more you can practice without attachment to these things and gradually let them go. You know, the, the purer and purer your mind will become. Make sense? Yeah, thank you. I don't know what I'm talking about.
Sometimes I think I do a lot of good. I think I save, save some people. So the question is, um, but the, the time that I put into that, um, doing good work, and that's why I do it, I think, takes away from my time to practice um, and meditate. And, um, and so I'm contemplating the transition of not doing that anymore. But I'm just wondering about that trade-off and the value of doing good works versus the doing the Dhamma. And I kind of think I know the answer. Do you guys want to ask me to ask you? Paul. Yes. In all this, you know, the, the thing you have to remember, you really, to help anyone else, you really have to learn to help yourself first. To do that, you need you need to be able to to see the dharma. You need to be able to practice the dharma. So, so anything that you know, uh, and when you do know the dharma and you understand the dharma, that's when you can really help people. That's when you can really teach people um, by teaching them the dharma. And this is something that's going to give them uh, the most benefit that they can possibly get from from any sort of teachings in their life. You know, but what you're doing now, you know, it's, it is good on one level. Um, it is helping people. Um, it, it's, it's giving people knowledge, uh, but it's giving people worldly knowledge, which is, it is good to one level, but the, the highest thing that you can give someone is to give them the Dharma. Um, so, you know, you know so if, if you develop, if you develop the Dharma first, then later you can give something that's a lot more beneficial to people. How old are you now? And how long have you been working for? 56. I'm 56 years old and I've been working with kids for 26 years. How long do you usually, uh, when you work in this line of work, how long do you usually have to work before you before you retire? What's the standard sort of? Thirty years. You look at the moment. You look healthy. You look strong. Um, you know, there's no need to rush into any great decision. You look like you have a lot of strength in there. So. It, it feels, um, especially after being here, mm. it, it feels like time to, you know, it'd be hard, mm. uh, harder practically. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like um, mm. I'm being depleted and I need mm. It feels like time. Mm. He, said, he said it doesn't matter how, how much you help people in a worldly sense, it'll never be enough. You have to get to the point where you help where you can help yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. 
Um, I did want to say thank you um, for making us welcome here. And um, thank you, Kevin. And, um, and it's, uh, it's been a really, really big week for us. And I've learned a lot in my life. It's good, it's good, you know, it's like, you know, there's a point where it's enough, you know, and you're starting to see that point, and so when you, when you do see that point, that's when you realize, you, you know, you can, you can put more effort into practicing the Dhamma.
if you're having a lot of proliferation in the mind and the mind is, is agitated and it won't stop, one, you know, just a, an easy one to do is just you take like really, really deep breaths. Like really, really deep breaths in, very long, really, really deep breaths out. Uh, try to try to slow the mind by 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 slowing your breathing down and making it longer. Or you know, if that doesn't work and the mind's still thinking a lot, what you can do is like is you can actually stop your breath, stop breathing, hold your breath. And um, what will happen is the mind will start to get worried and the mind will stop thinking. It will pull the mind back to the present moment. So and you know this is this is just one method you can use. It's like another method you can use is like you can do things like chant. Uh, or either, whether it's you know, out, uh, uh, using 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 sound out your mouth or just inside inside you can do one of the two to bring the mind back or or having a, a meditation word that's maybe like really really long um, as in uh, a many series of words maybe like or whatever you know something that's long that can sort of bring the mind back or another method you can use um, that we tend to use a lot is using your thinking mind to to investigate some sort of dharma theme and really really using that to bring the mind in. Um, for example, like you know the monks is something that you're always encouraged to do is uh, is to see is to look at this body and to see if it's subject to aging, sickness, and death. And so this is something that you have to do a lot and you have to do over and over and over in you. You have to use the mind a lot, but. Uh, but eventually, if you if you can do this, and you can stay with this one subject, you'll eventually overcome this all this like proliferation in the mind. You know, this is something, this ego, this is something that we have already, you know, we're, we're still, we're still not over it, so whatever level it's at, you know, we have it already. Um, but at the start, you know, if, uh, this, where this sense of self becomes uh, a danger and bad to other people is when one has no morality, one has no sila dhamma. Um, the, the coarser one's mind is and the coarser this, this, this ego is. More greed, hatred, and delusion will be in, in in the ego at that point in time, and it'll just it'll become too much, and that's at the point where it starts to uh, fill out into the actions and things like that, and starts to do. Uh, uh, sorry, it's it, 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 that's sorry. That's where it's bad, and it basically it gets worse from there. It just gets worse and worse, and the more that sense of self gets filled up, uh, the worse it becomes for everything around it. So everything in society becomes worse as well. You know, things like war, death, killing, raping, all these different kinds of things. This comes out of this sense of this, this ego that, that has no that has no siladama, has no morality. Um, and especially, you know, if that if that ego it doesn't have the five precepts there, you know, this this is it just becomes worse and worse and worse. The mind gets pulled down further and further and it becomes even though the body might be human, the mind becomes like an animal at that point in time. And so this is this is a sense of ego that is sort of like the worst that you can get as a human. But if from that, you know, on the other side of it, if it starts to get better, one starts to have this seal of animal, one starts to have a little bit of morality. Um, you, 
that, that ego starts to uh, experience more happiness and you know and the more people that have that in society that have Siladama, you know, it makes society better as a whole, it makes uh, interpersonal relationships better. Even though there still is that sense of self there, it's getting a little bit better. So it is it is improving to one level. Even more if it starts to if this ego improves even more, keeps better morality and does these um, and has this sense of uh, metta, has this sense of goodwill to others, has this sense of karuna, of, 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 of this joy to others, uh, and have, basically having the Brahma Vihara for others, you know. Um, this, this sense of self will be, even though the, the ego is still there, it will, will be a sense of self to help other people. Um, it will be a sense of, uh, sense of self that's there to share and to help other people. So this is like, this is sort of like when the mind gets to the level of, moves up and gets to the level of like a devata at that point in time. You know, there still is a sense of self there, but the sense of self and that ego is getting a lot better. So, and when it can move higher from that, and it, you know, really, really focuses on helping others and uh, any sort of sense of selfishness that it has, it starts to uh, let all that go and it does start to not attach to it as much. Um, there is still that sense of self there, but it's a lot better. It's a sense of self, sense of self that is is working towards the benefits of others. And so this is this is like the mind of a Brahma. Um, so, but it'll get to the point if 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 you keep progressing like this, and this basically this ego is still here, and if it gets to that point, um, the the mind will start to think it's like okay, well, even though I I am helping others, I even though I am doing all these good things. Uh, maybe when someone praises me, I get happy. When someone uh, 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 criticizes me, I get I have suffering there. Um, there's all these there's all these subtle kinds of things where I'm experiencing suffering. And the mind at that point it'll get to the point where it starts to say, well, maybe I should let go of this sense of self. Maybe I should let go of the ego. And the more one does that, and the more one works towards letting go of the ego, the mind basically it gets it gets better and better. And in the end, you know. At, at the end, it really it just lets everything go and it lets the ego go, the mind lets the ego go and lets everything go at that point in time. So even though even though you have a sense of self in the world um, and that ego is there, you know, basically you have to always be working towards making it better, but making working it towards the point where it gradually lets go of everything. You know, the benefits of you know uh, yeah, this this ego, this sense of self. If you really uh, care for yourself and you really love this sense of self, on one side this is good because that will propel you to do good things and to to develop these good qualities. But if on the other side of that you love the sense of self too much, yeah, you have that love for the sense of self with the farmers in there. This is where this is where the mind will start to do unfortunate things and do bad things.
you, maybe when uh, the practice is more intense, sometimes you have happiness with stages of meditation objects, mm. a very nice happiness with that happiness. Mm. But then also when sometimes you have to feel things with stages of meditation, you feel the peace, but you're not, not necessarily, you don't feel, you can kind of think through it, but in a way, Sometimes I won't be so happy. I mean, sorry, I won't be so happy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's some sort of, you sense of strength or something makes things difficult. There's something there, like, it's not, it's, in a way, I think the fact that going well, and that's good, but in a way, there's not so much happiness or something. So, this, this sense of happiness, you know, this, this has to be the happiness of contentment. The mind feels very full, very content, very still. At that, uh, at that point in time, uh, you have like the factors of applied thought, sustained thought, and you know, the mind staying with it with, a, with an object for a period of time. And when it does, it, it does, when it does have those factors there, the mind starts to become still. And that's where, that's where people just start to arise, or, 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 or contentment, or ha- happiness at that point in time. You, you have all different kinds of experience from that kind of pity. It's like, you know, your hair might stand on end, your, you might, your body might feel light, uh, feels like parts of your body are disappearing, you might have tears in your eyes. This is, this is the pity that you get from meditation. This is the very, the, the mind is very full and very content at that point in time. Um, there's other kinds of pity that you can get. For example, your son comes in and ordains in the Buddhasasana and you have a lot of happiness there. And you know, this is, this is a good kind of pity as well. But, um, when the mind starts to gather together into samadhi, you know, this is, this is where you start to experience the real pity at that point in time. You know, now it's just, you just sort of at the start of that experience. You still, you still haven't got to the point where it's, that, that pity is firm or anything yet, you know. But the more you do it, the, you know, the clearer and clearer it becomes and the, and the closer you get to that experience of real pity. You know, now it's like, it's, it's a good indication as well. It's like, this is something that you, you know, you, you can sort of feel, okay, I'm on the right track, I'm moving in the right direction. Uh, you can sort of, you know, think about your own practice and the state of your own mind. Like, okay, this is, you know, this is really good. My heart has, it has more meta in it, you know, I'm more restrained in my actions. Uh, you think about your, your own sense of morality, I'm keeping good morality, I'm, I'm being restrained in my senses, so, this is, you know, you're on the right path and you're moving in the right direction, so if this is something that's good, you can like, uh, bring encouragement from that. Um, so I find that um, there are periods uh, going on in the of a great deal of happiness here, but uh, there's also periods where the hardest thing I've ever done by far, um, but, but it's, it's very hard, um, and it feels a bit like I think God's that all of my shots are walking into the center of the storm or something, and sometimes it really does feel like that to me. Um, a lot of nagging doubts, kind of, if I'm practicing right. And, um, and I know these are the, you know, this is the hindrance, and, and I need to try to look at it as that and not leave it to my um, But I, I find myself kind of wondering what, what the odd gentleman would say. Um, how do we know if we're practicing right? How do we know if we're practicing too hard? Um, how do we know if we're practicing hard enough? Bottom line is you just have to have patience, you have to have endurance. Um, so you, at, at those points in time, you know, when you're starting to think a lot and, it's, and the mind's starting to like sort of spin out of control, it's like you really have to try to pull the mind back that time and sort of 
get this thinking, oh, you know, these things aren't sure, these things aren't thinking, these things are impermanent. You know, just really trying to teach the mind not to think so much and not to worry so much. Um, you know, basically, basically, you want you're, you're wanting so much to see the Dharma that it, you know things are just sort of spinning out of control. But you know, the more the more that the mind spins and the more you think, the 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 harder it is for you to see. The more murky the mind is, the more unclear the mind is. So basically, you have to try to pull the mind back and get some calm in the mind. So you know, what what you have to do whatever you can to make that happens, so whether it's like, you know, investigate, uh, whether you you go back to the breath or whatever, or you investigate death and stuff, it's like, you know, why am I thinking all this, you know, eventually I'm just going to have to die, I'm going to have to pull all this away, what what use is this thinking? When the mind starts to come back down again, that's when, that's when you know the right, the right course of practice to take, and you know the right things to do. Basically, the way, the way it is at the moment is like, you you know, you just sort of come in, so it's like, your defilement is the way he says it. It's like it's like they're the world champions at the moment. They're the world champion heavyweight boxer at the moment, and you're just this like little guy sort of thing that jumps in the ring with like this world champion sort of thing. So you have to take you have to learn to take a few punches, but you have to learn to, to never give up and to sort of uh, uh, have that patience in the practice. You know, and, and you just have to realize as well it's normal. You know, this is this is what happens with meditators. This is this is the way that the practice goes. Yeah, um, and so I just ask you further, so how do you know when you're pushing too hard or how do you know when you're, when things are too loose? And you said, you know, if you, if you're practicing and you're being too strict and you're being too, uh, pushing it too hard, basically what you're going to start to experience is the mind will start to suffer at that point in time. Um, you start to be stressed at that point in time. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's the point where you have to, you know, you have to let things go, you have to maybe like ease up a little bit. But on the other side, if, you know, when, when you're too loose, you know, the same thing will happen, you'll start to suffer, you'll start to get, like, lethargic, you'll start to feel, like, not good about yourself, so you have that suffering in the mind there as well. Um, so, so basically, if you're practicing either too hard or not enough, you're going to have some sort of suffering in there. What you have to do is you have to practice, you know, just practicing gradually and practice and let go at the same time as you're doing it, not having these kinds of expectations and all these kinds of things. You just keep gradually practicing and you keep gradually letting go and not doing it with these kind of expectations or whatever. And so, yeah, so for, this is something Westerners really, really have to look out for because we do have very high expectations. We have these sort of goals and all these kinds of things. So what the agent said is like that because those goals are so strong, they can really swing back really hard and hit us really hard. So you have to really keep your mindfulness there and just to be, you know, practicing and letting go as you go along. And just being, just being cautious of that, that kickback that you might get from those high expectations. Um, uh, basically, you have to always be reminding yourself, it's like, even though, even though sometimes you're going back and forth and these kinds of things, like, you keep reminding yourself, it's like, I'm doing the most beneficial thing that, that I can do in my life. I'm doing the best thing in the world by practicing meditation. I'm doing the best thing by practicing the Dharma. Um, and so you just have to have patience in that. That's, to do the best thing in the world, it takes time, it takes patience. So you just have to, have to keep developing that patience. And he said, don't worry, every, every great Fulgurajan, every great teacher, every enlightened being, they've all been through the same thing, they've all experienced the same things in their mind. Um, all of them have had these doubts, all of them have had these you know, going up and down in the practice. You know, for example, the Ajahn, when he was, when he was younger with, with Ajahn Chah, 
um, he used to have so many doubts, what's the right way of practice, how do I do this, or whatever. You know, and Lumpata would just sort of always say to him and say, you know, the doubts don't matter. If the doubts are there, but just keep practicing. You know, don't worry about the doubts, just keep practicing, and eventually they, they'll fall away. And eventually they did fall away. Um, and so, but the main thing is, is like, you know, even though sometimes you go up, you go down, the main thing is, is to never retreat. Just keep gradually going forward. So basically you just gotta have patience, you have patience, you have endurance, it's like you have to think if you um if at this point in time if you have some sort of like suffering in the present, you know, that, that suffering coming from the practice, if you have that suffering in the present, down the track it's gonna be a happiness beyond anything that you can imagine. But if you're indulging in happiness in the present, down down the line you're gonna have that suffering there, suffering in the back. The practice is the hardest thing in the world. It's like you to, to fight the performance, there's, there's nothing harder in the world to do. Point, you should work on the fifth one. If you're bad on the first one, you should work on the first one, the fourth one, third, fourth, fifth. Whatever you, everybody is different. Everybody has a different characteristic. Everyone has different kinds of chilesas. So, whatever you find that you're that you, you're uh, uh, falling into the most, that's 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 where that's where you have to put that effort in there. That's that's the one that you have to work on. You know, uh, wherever you're sort of feeling you're uh, uh, letting yourself down, that's that's where you have to teach yourself and see the dangers in the, in that particular in that particular um, uh, doing the wrong thing in that particular area of the five precepts. You know, so everybody's different, and so for you like having a terrible mind and polluting Thailand or whatever, it's like you said basically. What happens is, is, you know, when when we first start to come into the Dharma, basically our mind isn't trained yet. It still hasn't gone through that training. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's general and it's the way the world goes and the way everybody thinks in the world. You're, you're, you're chasing after happiness in all these different areas. Um, you're chasing after them from the outside. So, but what happens is you start to see see the unsatisfactoriness of this and this is where you start to pull your mind back in. It's like, you know, these things aren't, you know, these things aren't that good, you know, these things don't really bring happiness. 
this is wisdom arising to one to one level, and that's where you start to pull the mind out and start to to practice the Dharma more and put more effort into practicing your Dharma. But you have to realize, you know, even though your mind's gone through that point of, of pulling back already, it's like the mind's still the same. The defilements are still in the mind, you know. It's, it's you know, the mind is still there. Those same kinds of ingrained tendencies, those same kinds of habits, they're all still there. You know, even though you come into the practice, the mind's still the same. It still, it still has that greed, hatred, and delusion in there. And you know, like everybody, you have to remember, everybody's the same. It's not just you. This, this happens to all practitioners. It happens to everybody. This is just the natural way that the mind is. The mind follows these uh, things, that are looking for, for pleasure outside. And so, what you have to do is like when you notice that the mind is like that, it's like you really have to, at that point in time, not get involved in it. That's the point where you try, you try not to attach to those thoughts.